There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the Cult Popsha podcast. I'm wearing headphones, Josh. I don't actually need to wear these headphones. Ah. All that will do... We'll make it so that I can't hear you as well. My name is AJ and I'm joined here by Josh today. Hey, Josh. Hello, I'm Josh and I'm joined by AJ. Oh, here we are together. Just a couple guys joined at the, at the hip. Yep. <laughs> here we are. All right, so today on the Cold Popsh podcast, we're doing um, something a little special. Um, we are discussing the subject, what movie or movies should get a TV show adaptation. Now, the the casual um, consumer of pop culture will Normies, be like, as we like to call them, <laughs> will be like, what 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 TV shows are based on movies? And to this imaginary straw man, I would say, are you freaking dumb? There's a whole Wikipedia page dedicated to the subject, and we thought we'd pitch some more today. Is that correct? Is, am I getting everything right, that's, Josh? That's very correct. Okay, cool. And also to those people, I'd say everything is based off something. Mm, so it seems. That's a good point. So we are not talking about... Uh, didn't, yeah, didn't, don't be confused. We're not talking about movies that are based on TV shows like Starsky and Hutch or Baywatch um, or 21 Jump Street. We're talking about things like Fargo or Ash vs. Evil Dead. TV shows that are based off movies in whatever way, shape, or form. And just to show that when there are more than those two, I've actually got a list of notable examples of TV sh- movie TV shows, movie-based TV shows. And those examples include, are you ready? I've got a lot of them, and Ooh. I'm just going to run through them. All right, so as I said, we've got Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is based off uh, the Evil Dead series. We've got Bates Motel, which Sorry, is... Sorry, that's a sequel series, though. Yeah. Yeah, Does that count? There's, there are categories, bro. I'm going to get to the Whoa. categories. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got Bates Motel, which is based on Psycho. We've got Back to the Future, the animated series. We've got Ace Ventura. We've got The Mask. Both are animated series. We've got The Exorcist. As I said, we've got Fargo. We've got From Dusk Till Dawn. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Minority Report. The Real Ghostbusters, which was based on Ghostbusters. Wow. There's a Taken prequel series. Oh, God. Gosh. <laughs> There's Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. There's Wet Hot American Summer, First Ooh. Day of Camp, which is based off Wet Hot American Summer. There's a TV show of Wolf Creek. Wow. There was a TV show of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles Whoa. way back in like the 80s or 90s. Um, there's the, the show 12 Monkeys, Clueless, Friday Night Lights, Lilo and Stitch, Big Hero 6, Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour, School of Rock, Scream, Teen Wolf, Westworld, and of course a whole bunch of Star Wars shows, but I feel like they don't count they're like no. expanding the universe of star wars and not based off the movie in the yeah. same way that these other ones are so all of those 
and you you tripped me up right at the start by saying, does, does that count? Well, yes, Josh, it does yeah. count, you cheeky monkey. And I'm going to, I've, 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 from looking at these examples, I'm, I'm sure there are more mm. examples, but from looking at these, I split them up into different categories. And um, what we're actually going to do today is we're not only going to be pitching our own ideas, but we've actually had um, some of our fans and some of our fellow mm, podcasters out there in the in the, in the podcast sphere uh, are, have emailed us some of their uh, pitches as well. So we'll discuss mm. them too. So before we get to that, the different categories that I worked out include uh, probably one of the most common would be a straight up sequel slash prequel. So these types of movie based shows continue where the story left off in the film um, and usually feature the same characters and often the same actors or voice actors returning sometimes not uh, these examples are almost always animated sequels to animated films so Lilo and Stitch the series is a sequel to Stitch the movie Big Hero 6 the Kung Fu Panda shows uh, How to Train Your Dragon has a TV show sequel try um, to watch it no it's no good yeah, no. <laughs> uh, there are some live action examples, um, such as Ash vs. Evil Dead, as a sequel, mm. as you said, to the show. Um, I, I looked at when I was looking the line. Apparently, there was a Blade TV show that was a sequel to the Blade series, and whoa, st- I know. It, it, I didn't look further into it, but I can't have Wesley Snipes in it. Sure, no, definitely not. Yeah. So, um, so that's category one. Category two is a straight up remake, and this might actually be the most common. I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked. I'm not a good podcaster. Um, So straight up remakes are shows which recast or even rename all the characters and exist in their own separate fictional universes outside of the original film. This happens a lot with animated shows based on live action movies which adjust or adapt certain elements to fit their house styles better. Examples include The Mask or The Real Ghostbusters and live action TV remakes of live action movies are also pretty common. Examples include the Lethal Weapon TV show, 12 Monkeys, or Teen Wolf. So they're remakes done as a TV show instead of a mm. another movie. Um, then we've got our most complicated category here, uh, which we have actually got some suggestions which fit into this. So that's why one of the reasons I added it, which oh. is um, half movie adaptation, half book adaptation. Um, so these aren't really what I want to focus too much on on this episode, mm. but these examples are when a show that when the show in question is based off a movie, which is based off a book. Um, these shows usually exist in their own remake canon, uh, but pull from familiar imagery or plot points from both the original book and the movie based on the book. Um, this usually happens when the film ends up being more iconic than the book. The best example would probably be Bates Motel, which is based off yeah. Psycho, which is a book, but it's very clearly like hammering home the imagery from the film i'm gonna call this uh this one double dipping double dipping um yeah. and i've also put hannibal there kind of fits <sighs> fits that mold um because i feel i don't i haven't read the hannibal books but i feel like they take a lot of cues from the film um the film series as opposed to being from the books i don't know maybe i'm completely wait wrong there. you mean the shows ta- the show takes more from the book i'm saying the show takes m- from both the okay, because the you show double dips. the book takes more from oh, the did, movie. Did I, did I? <laughs> I was like, what? you fool, uh, yeah. you fool. Um, all right, the next category I've got here is the humble spinoff. Um, while the canon of spinoffs, uh, spinoff shows, is often unclear. This kind of movie-based show usually expand upon supporting characters or background situations present in the original film. Examples would include the Penguins of Madagascar, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. 
which was a, t- a Toy Story, an animated Toy Story spinoff, which was about like, so Buzz Lightyear is presumably based off the character in the show. show. Yeah. Whoa. So he's a toy of the show oh, that would exist in the Toy Story I universe. This, I have vague memories of seeing that as a kid. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Um, and also there's an up and coming John Wick spinoff show called oh, The yeah. Continental. So I've, I would include that as well because it won't be about John Wick. It'll be about the hotel for Hitmen. So that'll be a, that's a spinoff, I guess. Yeah. A, a world building spinoff. <clears throat> um, and the last category I have here is probably my favorite, and that's the indirect sequel or prequel. So while often set in the same universe as the original film, these shows typically focus on all new characters and all new stories, but retain similar settings, aesthetics, or themes as the films they're based on. The gold standard here would be Fargo, mm. which is technically in the same universe as the film, but is more about the central concept of the film being, hey, what if the sweetest town in America was actually full of evil? That's what the show is about. And the show's anthology, so every season's a different story that is basically based off that one nugget of an idea of combining horrible grisly murders with grandmas who put pies out on the windowsill. To, it took to me way too long. Yeah. Like, because f- you know how each episode starts with, like, this is a true story. Yeah. It took until, like, the second season where I was like, wait, was there really a UFO? And then I Googled it and they're like, <laughs> And I just felt like such an idiot. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, of course. Yeah. Um, the Fargo series also kind of, um, in a very George Lucasy way, uh, rhymes with the movie as well. There are it's characters. Like poetry. It's like poetry. It is. The characters, and especially the first season, are kind of like echoes of the characters from the film. Um, mm. And I really like that. Other examples of uh, indirect sequels would include the Scream series, uh, The Exorcist, From Dusk Till Dawn, or Baby Talk, which, as we know from film franchise Fortnites, was the TV show based off the Look Who's Talking trilogy. Mm. So there we go. So, Josh, tell me, what movie should get a TV show adaptation? Well, uh, my first one is just purely the opening scene from Wolverine Origins because mm. it's the only salvageable, salvageable <laughs> thing from that movie. So, like, it's just like a guy who's, like, immortal and he's there for, like, every war. Mm. I like this idea as a Wolverine prequel series set within the X-Men film continuity. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that that brings up a whole bunch of other troubles, right? Like, Fox have sold to disney so what's going to happen there but maybe that'll help it i don't know but the great thing here is that you could do it in between when you see wolverine as a kid at the start and when he looks like hugh jackman and cast like a 17 year old who looks vaguely like hugh jackman and Mm. maybe if you want to do the anthology thing maybe like each season's a different time era i don't know yeah it's a cool idea yeah like i don't know if like there's been a show or anything that's done that. like I can think of one. What? The Hercules animated series. The Dis- Disney's Hercules animated yeah. series is set during the training montage in Hercules. Whoa. So the entire series, because the training montage is when you see him grow up into an adult. It's yeah. The, so the Hercules series, he's a teenager. So right. it all takes place within that, within the... Um, the 
I've, 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 I'm down to one last hope, and I hope it's you. Do 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 do. Except it's it's um, Danny DeVito singing it, so it's like I'm down to one last hope, and I hope it's you. Does but, that song play throughout the entire show? Yeah, yeah it's in the background of the show, yeah. like echoing from from thun- the thunderous heavens. Um, so apparently, the show does ignore a lot of continuity, but for like he meets the villain in the in the show, whereas in the movie he doesn't meet the villain till after that montage and stuff but that's still an example of a midquill or a interquill i believe is the term actually an interquill because a midquill don't want to catch one of those (laughs) no it's what you take when you catch a cold interquill (laughs) it's like a medicine i Um, think that's uh not interquill to this conversation A midquill is something like Bambi Two, which is no, no. Bambi Two isn't interquill. A midquill is some is like a a story set between two other stories, and interquill is a story set within a movie itself. It sounds like it could also be something really average, like oh, how was dinner? Like oh, you know, like midquill. <laughs> That's great. All right, so I'm going to play one of our pitches now. Is that okay? Oh. I did, you didn't say that, but let's honestly, why not? Sounds midquel. Okay, here it comes. So, oh shit. So this, um, so this one is from uh, a guy named Jonathan Inbody who hosts a podcast called X Meets Y, Ooh. which is a podcast where they pitch movies that are X Meets Y. I hope so. Go check it this out. This embodies a good suggestion. <laughs> That's great. So you can find a link to his his podcast and all the other people who are communicating with us today in the show notes below. So this is his idea. Hi, this is John from the Movie Pitch Improvisation podcast X Meets Y, and I think a movie that would be great to have a TV show of would be Island of Dr. Moreau. Um, any version of it, even the terrible 90s one. Um, the show would be called Children of Dr. Moreau, and it would kind of be like uh, X-Men uh, and the Elephant Man. So basically, the pitch goes like this. After the events of the island of Dr. Moreau, uh, there's a small group of animal men who have escaped the island uh, and end up in Victorian England, where they have to uh, escape from a government that wants to euthanize them, as well as cope with a society that treats them like freaks. Uh, They could cross over with other fiction set in Victorian London. They could, like, fight Jack the Ripper, team up with Sherlock Holmes, get abducted by Captain Nemo, whatever. Uh, I think it has a lot of flexibility. That could support a variety of different stories um, while still having uh, the kind of emotional depth uh, from things like the X-Men of like people dealing with the idea of being freaks, the search for identity, um, what's considered societally ugly, all that kind of stuff that would make the characters really relatable. Um, overall, I think it would be really cool as long as it would end up on something like Showtime or HBO or, or really any of the premium uh, networks where it could have a little more uh, grit to it. That's pretty much that. Cool. So I'm not all that familiar with The Island of Dr. Moreau. Have you seen any Neither. of the movies? I watched the trailer. Yeah, for the 1996 one. Yeah. Apparently, so I was looking that up. Apparently, um, the the this director worked on it for like years and then he was fired five days in or something like that. And so it's a total like mess of like of story and direction apparently. But so so thank you for that, uh, Jonathan. However, it is kind of cheating the the system of what we're looking for exactly. But what I did want to um sort of nitpick on was that he talked a lot about um how it would 
reflect societal ideals and 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 kind of the problems with society today and that's actually something that comes up quite a lot in a, mm. a few of these suggestions so that's pretty interesting so i guess that would to, for that to fit our our rules that would have to take from both the the book and the the movie <laughs> yeah the, the bad movie or whatever i don't know i haven't seen it so that's a bit of a weird one but there you go yeah and it also creates the vceu what's that Sorry, the VECU, the Victorian England Cinematic Universe. Mm. Yeah, it, which is kind of, that reminds me of like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. But that's also a book. So we need to get away from this. We need to be talking about movies that are being made into into TV shows and not not more from the books. Because to me, this 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 isn't supposed to be a podcast and we, we have a bunch of suggestions which do see this. And thank you for sending these suggestions in. I'm not at all complaining, but and we are going to swing it to yeah. be kind of... Like we're on a journey to discover what this means yeah, for ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well. To me personally, I find it more interesting when a movie is adapted into a TV show because that's... You just don't... Um, you don't see that very often. Yeah. You know? And so it's 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 not like a book where it's it's got... Uh, probably a bit more um prestige to it it's like mm. that movie's getting a tv show okay anyway this next idea that i'm going to play here is from craig who's one of our patrons what was his last name major mm. this be better not be a major disappointment <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make puns about everyone's last names yep. all right that's cool all right, so this is from Craig. Let's listen to that now. Hey, fellas, it's Craig here. Um, I was going to troll you guys and come up with the dumbest um, movie that I could think of to turn into a TV series, but then I actually had a pretty good idea. Um, I think that Martin Scorsese's 1976 film Taxi Driver would make a great, um, probably limited event series. Um, I couldn't see it going for more than one season. Um, but I think it's got a lot of really cool things which I think would make a compelling sort of drama narrative. Um, it's got criminal underbelly stuff. It's got seedy um, 1970s New York aesthetic. Um, it's got sort of um, mental health um, issues and, um, you know, how people sort of navigate sort of the, sort of the criminal underworld. Um, and I just think it would be a really interesting story to see explored and fleshed out, um, you know, taking something from his perspective and sort of fleshing that out. Um, I also think that there's a, well, there's an element in there in the film where he um, attempts to assassinate a political figure. And I just think in these, you know, tumultuous political times, I think that um, that's something that could be fleshed out as well. So that's my idea is um, Taxi Driver, the limited event series. Um, the other idea that I had is Soul Plane. So there you go. Mm. Soul Plane or Taxi Driver. So Soul Plane, I don't think I've seen, and it's like a parody black exploitation film. So no, probably won't talk about that too much. But have you seen Taxi Driver? No. So I've, I saw it years and years ago. Um, th- this is the movie that uh, you talking to me is from. There's nobody right. else here, so you must be talking to me. Is like that to do with the mental health stuff? No, no, he's like a, I think, if if you're a big fan of Taxi Driver, I'm, I'm about to butcher a summarization of what the movie is. I think it's about a taxi driver who is actually like an assassin or something like that, and it's like a front for like a bunch of assassins or hitmen 
use the taxi driver front. Something like that. Anyway, so once again, Craig has brought up the tumultuous political times and stuff like that, which I think is what um, maybe not so much TV show remakes, but a lot of remakes or um, old properties being revived are often motivated by are like oh mm. it, well, it was relevant when it came out and it was irrelevant for a little bit and now it's super relevant again so that's a good mm. way of thinking if, if you're a studio exec wondering what movie to turn into a tv show maybe look at ones that were relevant 20 years ago then weren't then are again now yeah and you know how you make it relevant hmm? you call it murder what what do you mean <laughs> like uber Murder. I have no idea what you're talking murder about. Murder and Uber. What? Oh, right. So he's a he's an Uber driver now. But he murders people. Right. You wouldn't just call it Uber driver. <laughs> Such a bad time. Murder. All right. We'll call it Murder. Um. So I think I think a taxi driver TV show would work with the Fargo model better than anything else of being the spiritual sequel to yeah. Taxi Driver. I think you couldn't. So Travis Bickle, who's the main character played by Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver, I don't think you could recreate it with him um you wouldn't want to recast him you would want to have a travis bickle like character who's enveloped into the fray of the taxi driver yeah and you have travis as like a a, like a, a figure like a, yeah like they yeah. talk about him yeah, yeah yeah something like that so that'd be cool all right um i think it would have like of course all these ideas are under the assumption that they're going to be done well and mm. That's like, true. You're not going to pitch an idea like, what if you made a really bad TV yeah, yeah, show yeah. about Dawn of the Dead? I <laughs> just looked at your DVDs. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. That's a yeah. good idea. Um, so the the next idea I have is Michael Bay's The Island. Mm. Uh, and it could either be like an episode of Black Mirror, similar to the one where they're just on the bikes forever. Mm-hmm. Or um, my other idea is that you make it like... Uh, the good place in like a sitcom mm. type. Of I show. feel I, would, I feel like doing it as a sitcom would kind of betray the semi-dramatic subject matter. Yeah. Of the so for those who haven't seen the island, it's basically it's about like a and you think it's a post-apocalypse where everyone's living and there's only like one island that's sanctuary, right? Yeah. And you win the lottery to go to the island, but what it actually is is that all these people are clones who have been bought out by their originals they like you'll you'll you would buy a clone so that they would make a clone of you and then they could harvest its organs if you ever get sick mm. so that's that's what or hungry that <laughs> that's what the island's about so yeah i think i don't think you'd want to go sitcom i reckon i reckon you'd either want to do it as a straight remake um because it's it's kind of the story is kind of i feel like that story is the one place you would go with that story Mm. but it wasn't necessarily done to its peak capacity so you could do are you saying the author michael bay did not (laughs) don't make me say it (laughs) um so i think that there is um potential there for for like a remake the remake category of of tv show movie yeah movie tv show i should say not tv show. yeah and i think that could be really interesting Mm. I always thought that the the island would have also made a real good video game 
Because it kind of reminds yeah. me of the Odd World Abe's Odyssey series, which is like my favorite series. So everything reminds me of it. But mm. the the idea of like leaving a facility where all your friends are and then having to go back and save them, yeah, it feels like you could you could do that in a video game, you know? Yeah, and I just think um, there hasn't creep me if I'm wrong, but hasn't been anything uh, in recent times that has touched on like similar to like the Truman show, just kind of like, mm. Oh, like the world you're in is like kind of a lie. I'm trying to think of something mm. in recent memory where it's like, you know, that, that like yeah, the island. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe we do need like TV shows based on something like the matrix or the Truman show and do, do yeah. like that. Is it, is that as relevant of a discussion these days? If we're, if we're doing the, the Craig's taxi driver theory that this is now relevant again. Yeah. Do you think that applies to, to the idea that we live in a a world we don't know yeah well i think like to get like um my dad about it (laughs) my dad isn't like this but people a dad would be like this right um you know like oh kids in there trapped in their Mm, little cell phone worlds i just think like the media we consume like creates Mm. a bubble for us Mm, sure and like it's like you just kind of surround yourself with people who have the same ideas and does your oh, yeah. does your dad listen to this podcast? No, my dad. That's good because you just ripped him out, dude. Yeah, no, my dad's cool. Um, shout out, dad. Uh, mm. Happy Father's Day. Uh, for yesterday, I don't know it's just like I feel like that is a the Truman Show. I did it for English, and mm-hmm. maybe that's what the idea I should be pitching a Truman the, Show the Truman TV show, show TV show. Well, again, I feel like that's the one story you do with that story. So the Truman yeah. Show would be a remake as well, I think. I feel yeah. well, I feel yeah, like, like yeah, that would I yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be cool. Whereas like The Matrix could be a sequel. Whereas yeah. The Truman Show would be it would be a remake. So, okay, that's interesting because I think that um that yeah, okay. So so mm. it could play off the idea that we we aren't looking at the world anymore. Which is an idea that I'm very sick of hearing because it's in almost every every yeah. t- technological thriller. Well, these I guess days, like but... Westworld is kind of doing that mm. at the moment, and like I guess that's kind of what the Good Place is. We don't Not we don't so want to get much, into it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Good Place yeah. is a story that if you learn too much about it, there's no yeah. point watching it. So. Yeah, but I I just kind of I don't know the Truman Show is just so it's just special to me, and mm. for some reason, and oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I just want to see it be more mm. yeah okay so we've got another idea josh are you ready oh, another one another oh, one i'm sick of all these bloody ideas <laughs> this one comes to us from someone named jack uh from the men who stare at movies podcast i could need a last name here aj tovey tovey or not tovey is that good this better make a good tovey show <laughs> There you go. (laughs) All right, so this is an idea that he sent us here. Hi, my name is Jack, and I reckon a good television adaptation of a movie would be Children of Men. The reason I say this is because in recent political times, we've seen one key issue of refugees, and as the film does seem to focus on refugee issues in regards to the fact that the movie straight up bans them from immigration to the UK... I'll be interested to see how people would interact with the rivaling political factions of the group, um, the corrupt upper classes, during a time where Britons 
have to deal with the fact that they come from a refugee background or are related to refugees. We need to see how they interact when they have to essentially sell out one of their own, possibly after the events of the movie, and follow refugees in regards to their plight and sorrows in a world full of civil discourse and civil war, and how they interact with current political groups at the time. Thank you. Cool. So you've seen Children of Men. Yes. So Children of Men is one of my all-time favourite movies. I love that movie. Me too. And what I would... Like, what I find interesting about Jack's um, pitch there is that he focuses completely on the... He focuses completely on the immigration aspect, but he doesn't talk at all about the central kind of premise of the film being that humans can't have babies anymore. Yeah, which is the most interesting part. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, the, the 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 immigration stuff makes like an excellent background to that that main story. That main story, that, though. Mm, <laughs> that main story. Um, but I feel like. I I would want to return to the world of Children of Men. Yeah, me too. And I would want to do that to see maybe the story continued, or at least that just that world was so rich and beautiful, and like such a really good display of like a, a believable post apocalypse. Yeah. And so, and I think I think that's what a lot of these pitches today will be. And maybe maybe if we're going if we're going for like why the why the why of this theory, why make TV shows based yeah. on movies? The two prominent things i think we've heard so far is that that story is relevant again and we Mm. want to return to to that world well like quite similar to this we just had the leftovers Mm -hmm. which is probably my favorite tv show of all time nice Mm. i haven't seen it yeah richard from from cole popsher is trying to get me to watch it it's oh man it's i it's i something i don't think you could binge watch but like right it's like watching it mm. as it came out, I was like, "Oh, mm. this is, this is like sweet, uh, Toby Nectar." Mm. Okay, um, <laughs> that's that's a bit weird because yep. that's his actual name. But yeah. All right. uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I think yeah, like because the way uh, the leftovers are spoiling it reveals like the, <laughs> without spoiling it the way the leftovers no, reveals no no like so the show itself is oh okay like five percent of the world's population disappears that's sure. like the premise yeah and it's like about the deterioration of like people's humanity and society which i guess is what mm. children of men is yeah and like the way it puts its cards on the table mm-hmm. to um you know to put it like that um is really interesting and i just think yeah children of men would be a really interesting story to tell in a similar way yeah and i think you could do it you i don't think they should remake it um it is based on a book but i'm i think the movie's probably more iconic than the book and the movie doesn't i don't think the movie in terms of the wider universe that it's set in Mm. like we don't see it fix everything by the end of the movie exactly like one woman gets pregnant yeah and you don't know if that was just a one-time thing or what like you assume that they do research on her figure out what's wrong or fix it but like the movie doesn't necessarily answer any questions for the rest of the world. So exactly there are, there is a lot more to do. There's a lot more to explore. And I think you could either do all new cast or you could focus on key. Who's the pregnant woman in the film. Um, or like maybe her kid. I mean, when children of men came out, you know, 
yeah a while ago <laughs> 2006 i think so you know mm. maybe the kid is how old is that 12 years old now so maybe it's about a, a 12 year old maybe a 12 year old's the main character in children of men you know like i think i think this is a really good idea and i'd love to see mm. to see a tv show on it just mainly because there's so much more to be done with that story and with that world, I think. Or to, like, go along with the title of it, Children of Men, mm. the obvious answer is for men to have kids. Wow. There you go. And the the, mo- the TV show would ec- finally explore that idea promised yeah. by the movie 12 years like ago. Like, you wonder what the solution was, but it was in front of us the whole time. Yeah, it's in the title of the film. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here is another idea. This comes to us from... Tyler, who is one of our longtime listeners, so thank you for. Well, you're you're on the show. I know you listen as well. No, 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 no. I I literally was got out of the car. Yeah. Paused the podcast. Came inside, and like I was like, "Whoa, it's still AJ's voice." Um, like what? What's his last name? That's what I meant. Tyler, Brayley. Give it a good old trailer. You didn't even need his last name. Uh, look, man. All right. They're not all good. Here, Here is his pitch. Hi, fellas. Tyler here. How you doing? Um, I'd like to see like a spin-off of Gangs of New York type thing, but every season goes forward 10 years in time, so it sort of progresses throughout the ages from like, so you go from like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in that like old-timely thing to, to like Al Capone and all those other street-type gangsters. And then and then do it in different countries. We've seen it a little bit with like Peaky Blinders and stuff like that, but more, I don't know. Let's see some Samoan gangs and stuff like that. But in like the forties, what were Samoan gangs in the forties doing? I don't know. Let's talk about that. Um, also, so yeah, that's my idea. But also on a completely side note, how has Rick Moranis not achieved meme status in this day and age? Maybe just as a side note at this time. Thank you. I like how two of our suggestions so far have left us with other thoughts that we then have to like acknowledge before moving to their idea. So why Rick Moranis deserves meme status. I think we can all agree on that. And maybe if Cole Popcher had more of an influence in the world, we could make that happen. Start a meme page. Yeah. Rick Moranis should be a meme. That's the, that's the name yeah. of the page. Um, so I haven't seen Gangs of New York, have you? No. <laughs> but, okay, so I like where he's going. Yeah. Um, I think there was a show like this called Underbelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing it. was like it. an Australian New show. Zealand show yeah, yeah, about yeah. crime and... So every yeah. season was like a different story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but t- to go off his idea, yeah. what if the show was similar to how American Horror Story is? Yeah. How I haven't seen it, but I know like each season <laughs> is American like... Crime Story, even. The same actors... Yeah. In like different time periods with different, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you what, could, yeah, you could do, um, do same actors. I don't know if it's if you're gonna be changing the ethnicities and everything. Every yeah, season, that was pro- the one thing where I was like, to. oh man, maybe this idea yeah. doesn't have a whole lot but, of life in it. But, but you could actually do like the first season is called Gangs of New York, and then the second season's called 
Gangs of London. The third yeah. season's called Gangs of Samoa. Weird choice, mm. Tyler, but all right. Yeah. I don't know much about 40s Samoan gangs, but I do like the idea, and that's that. Um, that's the other part of Fargo that we haven't so much concentrated on is the anthology mm. season aspect of it, and I think that lends its re- itself really well to the idea of a movie-based TV show is doing anthology seasons where each season's a different story that pulls from mm. that initial idea. And so I, I really like that idea of, of doing a gangs of new york show where we go all around the world and just examine and see what gangs look like in different places and then you know like eventually you get to the story we all want to know like gangs of timaru (laughs) that's true he didn't he did say it it would be the city and not the not the country wouldn't it because new york's the city like gangs of timaru get on this tv (laughs) nz because you could do yeah you could even go within america gangs of new york gangs of california you know Gangs, well, no, California is a state, AJ. Gang, gangs of LA. Gangs of. Gangs of Philadelphia. Gangs and it's of. It's just always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> gangs of Burnside. There you go. We're, that's a <laughs> district within our city, not. It'd be Gangs of Christchurch. This is getting a bit esoteric, I think. We can, we I, can... th- I just think Gangs of Tamaru is the funniest <laughs> idea I've ever had. Fair enough, man. No, it is. It's good. You're doing good, dude. I'm really Thank proud you. of your ideas. Thanks, Dad. Um, so I've got an idea that I could pitch. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and this is sort of um, moving on from, from the ideas we've been getting so far, is I think we could get a Pulp Fiction tv show amen and so out of all out of all of like tarantino's movies i think pulp fiction might not be the one that lends itself to doing a tv show the the it's not the most obvious choice but it is the one i think i'd want to see the most because you could do the anthology thing again here but we're so i think pulp fiction is like three stories telling one big story imagine like an eight to 13 episode season where each episode Mm. follows a different character and it all culminates into this one story and you could do it with that cool little um that that like uh crime vibe with it as well and crime vibe that's literally the genre but yeah you could do it as a crime story that culminates to one big big story and i think that's that's really a cool idea and maybe Mm. maybe each season again it's an anthology maybe each season you do a different thing um a different idea and then and a different story and and it all culminates into one big big piece there um i think this would be really I think this would suit like Netflix because yeah. it would benefit from being binge watched because you could remember everything that you're supposed to remember. So if it was week to week, you'd need constant reminders of who's who and what's what. But I don't know. I think maybe maybe Inglorious Bastards or or Django Unchained would be better in terms of their setting. But the the narrative form of Pulp Fiction, I think, is the thing that i would want to pick on and that's what i think you've got to think about when trying to come up with an idea for a movie-based tv show as well is that it's not oh what movie do i want to see more of it's what movie which was once told one way is now being told in the way that tv tells stories yeah yeah that's really good (laughs) you're lost i'm just thinking about how great pulp fiction is oh okay is it Tar- Tarantino's best movie? Oh, of course, definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent his best movie. So, cool. so that's why I was thinking. I just didn't want to come out and say it. No, that everyone thinks that. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Um, so while we're on this Except subject, Richard. of I don't think he he would he's seen them all. What? 
Anyway, while we're on the subject of um, like the the format of of TV itself and how a TV tells stories and why that's different from movies, I think something that would be interesting to bring up would be the film Zombieland. Um, mm. which was actually originally envisioned as a t- as a as a TV show before it couldn't I think it couldn't get the money so they they changed it around to be a movie and it does feel like the first episode of a TV show in a lot yeah. of ways um and they actually made they tried to do this they made like an, an Amazon pilot for Zombieland a number of years ago and it was really bad and it's a shame because I think that they they tried to like bring back all the characters but played by different actors and I think they should have just That's scrapped awful. everything yeah um but you can see it in Zombieland you can see it like they have that that comprehensive list of rules that maybe you could find out each episode like I feel like yeah. each episode would be named after the rule like you know, or something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, you've got things like Bill Murray showing up could be a new guest star each episode kind of thing that they mm. run into. Um, and also I think the thing that gives it away most is being like a movie, like a TV show is the zombie kill of the week because yeah. there's that p- point where Woody Harrelson's Tallahassee like shoots a zombie and he's like, what do you think, zombie kill of the week? And Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus is like... Well, actually, Zombie Killer of the Week went to da da da, and you show that, and you could do a Zombie Killer of the Week every week. So yeah, I just yeah, think I that, like re- that that really lends itself to to the idea of being a TV show since it already was, I guess. So and that's not my idea; that's just me revealing a little piece of information that maybe people didn't know about. Yeah, no, totally. I yeah, I think as much as I hate zombies and I'm sick of it, like <laughs> I like that idea, and I think. Yeah, Zombieland's probably one of the few zombie things I could go back and watch well, and not completely hate. It's funny you should say that because we've got another suggestion here. That What? I thought more <laughs> ideas. <laughs> so this comes to us from... Um, this is relevant to what you just said. I'm not just saying we have another idea. This comes to us from Colin and Austin from the Bootleg Shanty podcast. So this is their idea. Colin and Austin... Doesn't have a last name. Do you want to try before I play it? No? Alright, here we go. Nah. No, nah, I haven't got it. So, Colin. No. Yeah. Do you know what movie I think should be a TV show? No. Why don't you tell me? Dude. You fucking check robot. It out. <laughs> check it out. 28 weeks later. Yeah? Yeah? I mean... Because everybody likes The Walking Dead. Yes. So we're already on the zombie craze. Already I don't know if you can really craze. consider the the infected in 28 weeks later to be zombies. I mean, are they undead? I don't know. The living undead? I don't know. The because un- no, cause they're, just, they're just filled with this thing called the rage virus. So it's just like they're they're just pissed off. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty pissed off yeah. with the rage virus. Fuck zombie. Fuck that. <laughs> You're speaking my language yeah. now. And fuck 28 so. weeks later, fuck the dad, dude. Yeah, the fuck dad, dad literally caused the whole movie. No, I so. mean, the zombie craze, you're right. Rage virus would actually be sick. Shut the fuck up, Garrett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it'd make a good TV show, I think, just because. Who- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Doesn't like zombies. Right. Who doesn't like street urban settings? Right. Um, isn't it all in Britain? Yes, but at the end of, the, I think at the end of 28 weeks later, it shows infected going, well, maybe I'm thinking of the first one. One of them, it shows infected going to like Paris. Yeah. So it's like it shows it's spreading. So technically. It could be in Paris. It could be either that or it could just literally be anywhere on the globe. Like it, you, and everything is up for, for, for grabs at this point with a TV show. Damn. So first of all, bootleg shanty. Um. I don't know anyone who likes The Walking Dead anymore. Mm, I think that's almost universally disliked. Even Um, the people in it. Yeah, they're all leaving. Even Scott Gimple. Yeah. Who's he? Was he the showrunner? Yeah. Um, So, but what I do want to kind of... Even Chris Hardwick himself. Oh, we don't like to talk... Well, maybe we do. It's unclear whether we like to talk about Chris Hardwick anymore. Oh. Things are up in the air. I retract my statement. (laughs) Um, so 28 days later, which by the way, is the one they should be pitching, not 28 weeks later, but thank you for sending your idea. And it has put me on a a thought track here. Um, I think you would call the show 28 days later. Basically there, you I guess you could call it 28 months later because it's 28 days, 28 weeks. And people have been waiting for 28 months later since the second one came out like 10 years ago. Mm. And I remember back when I was a teenager, there was... The Dark Knight Rises, The World's End, and 28 Months Later were like the trio of threequels I thought we'd never, ever see. And we got both of them pretty soon. And I mean, I think they, I think what, Dark Knight Rises came out a year after I left high school. So <laughs> it, well, was, it, was, it, was, yeah. it didn't take too long for them. But yeah, I've wanted to see the story and the world of 28 Days Later continued on so badly (laughs) Mm. i've wanted to see that for years and i think this would work really well as like a british alternative to the walking dead yeah i mean some would say another alternative to the walking dead is literally any other show (laughs) um but yeah you've got a point i think Mm -hmm. have you seen 28 days later i've seen like clips of it Mm. like and i kind of get the whole premise yeah but I couldn't tell your character's name. Jim. Jim. Oh, I love Which Jim. Is Killian Murphy plays him. Oh, I love Cillian Murphy. His name is Killian Murphy. Do you remember the Killian Curse? I never watched it. Oh. Would that make a good movie? Was it a movie or a TV show? It was a TV show. That's a different podcast. Whoa. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you could probably get Killian Murphy back. Like for for the if you wanted to I don't know they, they, I yeah. think he's he's because he's on Peaky Blinders at the moment so he is still working in TV. Who's whereas, watching that? So you know, not me. <laughs> but but I think like Brendan Gleeson and Naomi Harris have kind of pushed f- further into doing films. So maybe you could. Yeah. And ma- like, maybe have you seen Australia. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> no, so good. Is she in Australia? Who am I, who's Naomi? No, Naomi, what's um, Australia, great. Sure. Um, so I think there is, there's also, as, as they say in, in the audio clip, at the end of 28 weeks later, you see the, the zombies have crossed the, the ocean, which is the thing they didn't think could happen. Um, was it like, did they swim? 
It does. Oh no, because so the main one of the main characters in Twenty Eight Weeks Later is immune to the to the to the rage virus, and at the end of the film he gets bitten, but he doesn't turn because he's immune, and then they they get airlifted out of England. So presumably he attacks someone or like someone gets his spit or blood. Yeah. In Twenty Eight and and at some point and then. Yeah. So how does he? How did he know he was immune if he didn't? get bitten before um because his mum was immune oh, don't knock it till you try it though like <laughs> so anyway i think no i think there that is that is blatantly a story that isn't finished so there's another prerequisite yeah. for maybe doing a um a movie based tv show um it's also a world that i'd want to see more of and i know that um i once heard a theory on the cracked one of the cracked videos that I used to watch all the time because obviously cult pop share is influenced by cracked. And if you didn't think we were, then you really don't understand what we're going for here. But they talked about how whenever a, a democratic president was in charge, you'd get a lot of vampire movies because that's how Republicans see Democrats as like sexual deviant vampires. And whenever a Republican was in charge, you got a heaps of zombie movies because mm. you saw zombies as Yes, they saw they saw Republicans as dumb zombies, um, and so there, you know, there's a Republican president. Not to bring it back to that, but I'm trying to. What I'm trying to do is incorporate all the other things we've learned from what people are suggesting into this, and mm. maybe it is a relevant time to have a a 28 days later TV show now. All right, so this one comes to us from um, David Rosen from the Piecing It Together podcast. This is our next idea. It better make me Rosen from the grave. Well, there we go. All right, here we go. Here's his idea. Okay, so let me preface this by saying that I'm usually not a fan of the idea of sequels being made to truly original smart movies, but with that said, I think Ex Machina opens the door to some really interesting stories for what happens to Ava after she leaves her creator's compound. I mean how she continues to blend in with society, how she interacts with more people. If her murderous streak continues, what are her plans and goals now that she gets to exist in the real world? Maybe she'll just try to become a normal girl, but with a secret, maybe she tries to start an AI revolution. I mean, who knows? The possibilities are really endless. And I mean, it's the kind of movie you normally don't want a sequel for, but it's such a great movie and it's such a great character. And really there's just so many ways it could go. So, if, interestingly enough, Alex Garland wrote Ex Machina, and he also wrote Twenty Eight Days Later. So, we're mm. we're certainly he on definitely a, improved. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> he, he's, we're certainly on yeah. a on a vibe here of of Alex Garland. Mm. Um, so I actually watched Ex Machina the other day for this podcast. Wow, <laughs> I'd never seen it before, so I was like, I got to watch this because I didn't want to hear spoilers, which that was rife with. Um, mm. so I probably should have said that at the beginning of this of playing that, but there you go. Um. The, so, I I what do you think of an X Mac in a TV show? What do you think of of that idea there? I like it. It's mm-hmm. like it's a oh, that movie's just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the part of the like impact of it is that you have like an audience surrogate mm-hmm. in in the form of Caleb Caleb Dom, Domnall Gleeson's yeah, Caleb um, Domnall Gleeson. It's Donald. It's Donald. It's pronounced Donald. Donald. Yeah. No. Gleason. Donald. Donald. I think that's it. Um, so, yeah, and you kind of just, like, it's kind of reaches a point in the movie where 
oh gosh, I'm getting like real year 13 essay here. But like... <laughs> That's what Cole Popcher is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you almost just see like AI outrun humanity and like you watch like this thing that like he helped create, mm. like ultimately like be his demise and like, you know, it, like it, you just see it like literally like, outrun him and like got, and I kind of like the ambiguousness of it is that like... Ambiguity. Whoa. I'm an idiot. I had four hours sleep last night. You shouldn't put that in your year 13 essay. No. Ambiguousness. uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Don't worry. I once once said apprehensious on this podcast. Wow. So. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the ambiguity to, like, her running off is, like... Kind of what makes it Yeah, because you're like, oh, well, like, it doesn't matter what they do when we're gone because because mm. i think i think david's david's idea there is very like he even says at the start that he, he hates mm. seeing sequels to smart movies yeah. and i understand the want to to learn more about the story mm. but i would feel an ex mac in a tv show would again be better done as the indirect sequel route where it's, yeah. it's more just more ai maybe it is mm. just a black mirror show you know like there, there's room, there, maybe, and maybe we have too much of that. And maybe we don't mm. need an X Mac in a TV show. But I think I don't know. I, I mm. feel like the only way you could do David's idea is if you got Alicia Vikander back. And I don't know how famous she is after yeah. Tomb Raider because it'd be weird to go to another robot, yeah, or another person playing yeah. a robot. Which is why I'm thinking maybe you just go, you take the themes present in X X Machina, X Machina, X Machina, and then visit another store another another scientist yeah. making or just watch westworld yeah it is it is just westworld isn't it's it? kind of exactly like what you're after dolores <laughs> is like just that right like we're we're at that point in westworld story right now where i mean spoilers for westworld but i haven't you, seen it have you not don't don't you dare spoil westworld. oh i watched westworld i think i've told this probably told this on the podcast oh, before. Yeah. i watched westworld on like this dicky um app that finds streams for me because i don't want to pay for it because i'm cheap and it, i i think i ended up watching episode one episode eight episode nine and ten and i got so i was four episodes in and i was like why is all this stuff happening so fast <laughs> I, it's not it's not a plot twist if it happens in the second episode and so then i found out i watched all out of order so i'm trying to leave long enough time for me to forget what happens in westworld yeah. before i get back into it it's my favorite show yeah. Well, no spoilers, but um, yeah. I understand what you're saying yeah. is that that Westworld kind of negates the need for an X Machina yeah. show. So to have a counter offer, though, yeah, um, I would say Alex Garland's newer movie, Annihilation. Mm. It ends. With, I haven't seen Annihilation. Don't spoil oh that either. Oh my gosh! You haven't listened to Serial. No, you haven't seen the Jinx. <laughs> Do you even love anything you no, say you love? I don't. But I don't think oh. people need to be spoiling the end of of everything on this show. Well, like it's a like his idea was a continuation. So okay, so <laughs> I'll be as vague as I can. Annihilation ends with a similar ambiguity, right? But the, but yeah. it's I feel like it's like at the end of X X. X X Machina, you can kind of understand like, oh, okay, like she goes off and does this, this and this and the world ends or whatever. But it's not like as clear. So the the in Annihilation, I think that yeah, 
like I don't have questions at the end of Ex Machina, yeah. but I have questions at the end of Annihilation. Yeah, so the the problem there is that you're encroaching on that Casablancan ending, right? The, yeah. The this ends ambiguously or ends in kind of a bittersweet way, and that's what's special about it being the end. And I, I do wonder if Ex Machina, you could even say that about 28 weeks later, is that yeah. it's just supposed to be a tragic ending. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that is something to consider is is to mm. not not ruin the poignancy of another film by doing a TV show based on. Yeah, it. and I think in a world without Ex Machina, it could you could tell an interesting story mm. in a TV show based off it. Could you do a? Um, but then again, like I'm like you could just have that and then add cowboys and you've got Westworld. So <laughs> could you, know. you do a? Ex Machina, the animated series. That that would get around the the Alicia Vikander problem. There's almost a big ghost in a shell. Certainly an anime yeah. that is probably exactly <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that. exactly. All right, so this next idea comes to us from Nadeshta from Pop Culture Vulture, who guest starred on the show recently. Kakor. Um, is that right? I hope it's right. Kakor, that's it, it's Kakor. <laughs> uh, and this is her idea. Hey guys, so the movie that should get a TV show adaptation. Personally, I would love to see the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World graphic novel series get made into a TV show. Obviously, there is a movie, so technically, I think it counts. And I reckon it would translate really well into a series or even a cartoon with the original artwork that's used in the graphic novels. In either instance, Edgar Wright would definitely, definitely need to be the director, though, because that dude just gets it. So for this to qualify for the rules of this podcast premise, it would need to be more based on the movie. And so I'm open to a a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World animated series. Mm. Um, And I was going to suggest maybe you could get Michael Cera, who still operates within the TV sphere, back to voice him. But then we got this similar suggestion that i'm going to play for you now this is from taylor um wilson there you go there's his last name from jovial entertainment who's a a friend of mine actually so i really hope this one gives me the will to live son hey guys taylor wilson here from jovial entertainment i have two movies that i'd like to see done as a tv show the first is the dark tower by stephen king it came out last year and they jammed eight books into an hour and 20 minutes it was disgusting I would like to see an HBO adaption of the series, like Game of Thrones, where they just really nail the characters and don't cut anything. In this day and age of shared cinematic universes and TV series, we should really embrace the Stephen King universe and TV. They've already got Castle Rock out, which already has a bunch of connections to his other work. So let's chuck the Dark Tower in there and have its own series intertwined with Castle Rock. And um, yeah, have recurring characters in both series. I reckon it'd be a blast. Uh, second would be Scott Pilgrim for me. I love the movie. They did a good job of it. But the comics are brilliant. There's so much more that happens in the comics. They just kind of make the events of the film happen in a, like a week, where the comics take place over a whole year. I'd personally love to see this done as an animated series. And if you don't think it'll work, go look up online. There's actually a version made by the creators of the film for both Michael Cera voicing Scott. And um, yeah, it's it's really cool. It matches the comic style, and I think it'd be really cool as an animated series. Um, so yeah, Netflix picked that up. Thanks, guys. Big fan of the show, and I hope you talk about my movies. I like how so many people have have put the prerequisite that it have to be on HBO or Showtime. Like it has to yeah. be on the ones that do it correctly. A game that just goes like with the prerequisite that any idea you're pitching yeah. will be good. Yeah. So um, thank you for that. Um, I think that. Hold on. 
Thank you for that, uh, Taylor. I think that the... So I don't too much want to talk about the Stephen King idea because it kind of just feels like a book adaptation more than a movie adaptation. Mm. But this does... Like, apparently there is a test pilot of, of sorts for a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World animated series. So, yeah. Nadesh, to go check that out because apparently it already exists. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, what I was going to say, though, is that I think if you were to do any Edgar Wright film as a TV show, you would do Hot Fuzz. I don't necessarily want to see this. And again, it would have to be good. But they've t- they've played around for years with the idea of doing um, a Hot Fuzz sequel called Hot Fuzz Pigs in the City. And I reckon you could do that with with a TV show because you wouldn't need to get Simon Pegg and Nick Frost back necessarily. You could just have their underlings get sent to the city where now they are like small town cops now in a big city. And mm. I think that, you know, it's maybe got a touch of Fargo in there, maybe got a touch of, of other shows, I guess. But I think mm. that could that could be a good show. So that's that's my takeaway from a Edgar Wright TV show. I think that idea <laughs> would be... I can't think off the top of my head of, oh, okay, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or like just like there's so many cop shows done in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you could take, for example, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, although it doesn't exactly fit the idea that I'm saying, but mm-hmm. like you could take that and just attach the title Hot Fuzz to it. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the point in doing this? And I guess... You know, it's because, oh, but Edgar Wright would be doing it. But I don't, like, okay, Edgar Wright started with space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think now, like, he graduated from that to doing film. And as far as I know, he hasn't gone back to TV since. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he's working in the element he should be. Mm -hmm. And he also has so many great ideas that I don't want to see. Like, I'd rather see you know, like a movie, a new movie. Yeah. A new movie than like an, or two new movies instead of three seasons of a TV mm. show. Cause yeah. Like, and I just like, I haven't seen space. Like I assume it's great. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like he is working where he should be. And yeah. I think that is kind of the case with a lot of the stuff is yeah. that like, you know, we're not, we're not making a movie into a TV show just because we want more of something that's good. You want it to work into yeah. the, the way TV works and the way it tells yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. However, so that's why most of the stuff we're pinch, pitching is like anthology stuff because that's yeah. unique to TV. Yeah. And I think, oh, like I'd love Hot Fuzz, but to be 14 hours because well, it's I th- great I, and I, you're just I getting think more it's different it. from that. If I could defend the Hot Fuzz idea just a second. Yeah. I think that the... Um, the you can't just say that it's just a cop show because it's not the the premise yeah. of hot fuzz is that it's a big town cop in a small town mm. and so if you flip that and do a small town cop in a big town maybe that has already been done it doesn't sound too just like unfamiliar but anyway it, i think that would be have to be mm. the crucial element of a hot fuzz tv show is that it it adopts that premise and isn't just another cop show because you're right otherwise why call it hot fuzz and why even make it to be honest yeah um like I, yeah them almost certainly is a small town cop in a big city yeah show for sure so moving swiftly from um all the i've just become a film buff favorite directors like tarantino and edgar wright um i want to talk about a nolan 
Christopher Nolan. Is he like new and niche? Yeah, he's, a, he's this underground director. Whoa. Um, I've always thought that Inception would be a good TV show and it almost lends itself to yeah. the idea of being a TV show more so than definitely more so than any other of his ideas because mm. you have an industry in that film and you have a a like the industry being dream exploring or, or dream what would you call heists. It? I think it has a name doesn't it it's yeah just, but like what what would you call them AJ um dreamers Daydreamers, nice. daydreamers, um, and but basically, you could you could use the technology that you see in Inception of in, like hacking into people's dreams, yeah. and you could instead of giving having that be like you know criminals with that technology, maybe it's the police, maybe it's yeah. whatever, like maybe it's psychiatry. I think there's there's an idea to do. Sorry, I have a cool idea. But we'll come back. To okay, that. I think there there's a way to do um, these. The, like each episode's a different dream that they're jumping into. You could make it episodic like that, or you could make it season-long stories where mm. they they are doing one big big uh, job or something like that. Because you don't even you don't even need the actors back. You just have completely new characters that yeah. incept dreams. And you know, in say you got thirteen episode seasons, you could you know you do ten of those are relatively mm. serious. And like take themselves seriously, then you can have three like fun ones where they go into a a kid's dream and yeah. he's dreaming about cake and cookies. Like you've seen Mindhunter, right? Yeah, it'd just be like like that, but like actually going into people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're solving crimes and stuff yeah. like that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just I've never heard anyone talk about doing a sequel to Inception, mm. and it's weird because it's 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 kind it's of a world for it. Yeah, it's a world that I'd want to see mm. more of in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where we are in this weird, I'd say we're, I'd say, how, when did it come out? 2010. Okay. I'd say we're in this weird space almost where at least I feel like it hasn't been long enough and it's also not like it's been too long. I'd say Inception hasn't aged well. Yeah. I think, I think meme culture kind of destroyed Inception with, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it would need to be self-aware enough to not fall into the same things people mm. often make fun of it for. But yeah. I just I just think it's such an episodic idea by design mm. that it would just lend itself. Yeah. And it's it's low budget, you know? Like, mm. you could do a low budget. I know that's, you know, yeah. lo- like loads of money would have gone into that movie. But a dream can be in a room. You know, a dream can be whatever you want it yeah. to be. And so, that's like the whole concept of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would love to see... A, mm. a Inception TV show, and I'm yeah. surprised no one else has talked about this yet. And like, just because like a whole concept of the movie, and like you see the main character's wife deal with it, is that like the struggle between like wanting to live in like your dreams and like this paradise that you're creating, mm. but then like having to come back to the real world. Like, yeah, I feel like that. Like, you know, of course you care about the characters in Inception. I mean, at least you should, like, yeah. you know, but like, unless you're a sociopath, but who knows, um, you know, like, um, it'd be interesting to just kind of see that with characters that have the development that you get over seasons yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, exactly. hours, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's that whole, um, that, that like emotional arc in Inception with, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife. You know, and you that—that's the—that's the emotional tie-in you work mm. into a full season of procedural dream crime shows, where every episode's yeah. a different dream. You have that ongoing story of someone 
you know, because I'm not original, someone's dead wife is talking to them through their through the dreams. It would probably have to be something else, but you know, you've got you can ease. I, I'm just so surprised this hasn't been yeah. shopped around at all because it, it just feels like such an obvious idea. Okay, here's the idea I had. Yeah, what if it was competitive? Oh my goodness, Co- like competitive dreaming. <laughs> How would that work? I don't know. Well, what a good idea. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, you could go, you, 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 dreams would, would be in so many, um, industries, yeah. you know, you've got like Inception focused on it being like a heist thing, but advertisers would want to be able to advertise in your dreams yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you could do competitive gaming. You could yeah. do, um, the p- police trying to get a confession out of someone you could do um a psychiatrist trying to cure someone's like baggage you know like there are you would you hire say you're depressed you hire yeah. someone to go into your into your dreams and fight the depression monster yeah you could finally help my girlfriend to decide where to go for dinner am i right <laughs> then? yeah well done um, <laughs> that, that does remind me a touch of the legion tv show i don't know if you've watched any of that but that kind of uh, i feel like it could feel like the legion show yeah so there you go um, or at least the first episode of it that I watched. Yeah, it could feel somewhat like the first episode of, of <laughs> Legion that you watched. So this next uh, idea comes to us from Scott Curry. Um, and Oh, curry up and tell me his idea. Here is the idea. Hi guys, Scott here. And I would like to pitch a TV series based on one of my personal favourite films, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Uh, this is a film, if you haven't seen it, it's set somewhere in the 20th century uh it's a kind of steampunk retro future um banality of bureaucratic evil red tape paperwork um a, a richly evocative world it's it's really really great um peak gilliam um and uh a very monty python as well in its way um it, it's it's bleak but it's also a black comedy it's very funny um and it's i don't think you modernize that at all that that world um i think the the old fashioned technology is ironically almost more relevant today and i think you can explore that and discover lots of really neat analogs themes which kind of line up with the challenges of modern technology social media um privacy etc um i i don't even know if you would bother featuring the original characters it's not even about that story remember the film itself doesn't the world doesn't alter by the end of it it it, it persists um you could perhaps explore some of the the resistance and uh fight freedom fighters um it's a bit of a you could yeah you could dabble in that but I, i think there are many different avenues you can go down um in that world and i think it could be a rich palette to to tell stories in so I haven't seen Brazil. Have you seen Brazil? No. But I would say that Scott's idea sounds like like a TV show that I would watch the hell out yeah. of. Like a, a steampunk 20th century kind of thing. Like that sounds dope, man. So I, while I haven't seen the film, that is, again, we're getting into that that theory that these are worlds we want to see more on. More moron these are worlds that we'd, we'd want to see more of because even scott says like oh you wouldn't have to um talk you wouldn't have to include any of the characters mm. and he's like you wouldn't have to modernize it great just tell a different story yeah. in that world i think if you're trying to think of why what what movie should i turn into a tv show 
um, think of ones that have great great world building. Yeah, know? totally. And so with that in mind, I would also like to pitch to you, Josh, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit TV show. Right, wow. Because okay. I absolutely love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It never got a sequel. It got, there were rumblings of like a prequel set in World War Two called like, I think there were two titles for it. One was Toon Platoon and one was Who Discovered Roger Rabbit, which I think is way better, a way better title. But anyway. Wouldn't it be Who Found Roger Rabbit? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's better. Because um, Discovered's a bit of a yeah. mouthful. But, but there are two things about the world of Roger Rabbit that I love and would want to see more of. One is obviously the live action animation hybrid. Mm. Because I've never seen a TV show go all out with that. Like SpongeBob yeah. has splashings of it, but there is it's never- kind of the reverse of it. Yeah, like it's an animated story. With yeah, like yeah, totally. A r- real person's but hand to actually have a story that's set in a universe where cartoons and humans interact mm. is something that fascinates me, and I'm shocked that it's only been in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. Um, Space Jam and Looney Tunes back in action. Like, yeah. there hasn't been a show that has um, done a or like a universe explored with those rules that govern mm. it more. And I would love to see that. And the other thing I really like is the film noir aspect. So I would love to see a, a gritty detective story set in the cartoon human yeah. hybrid world of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's weird to me that we've seen more, like, the Muppets movie or, like, the Happy Time Murders. Like, we've seen movies that have embraced puppets and real-life people. But, which, to me, although this, you know, probably isn't right, it's weird that, like, they've almost gone further back and something that is, like, a bit more technically difficult, even though it's probably harder to animate something than have a puppet. Like, it's weird that we have a lot more of that, but we don't have more... Like not CGI characters in real life movies, but like straight up animated. Like you know, yeah. like we. I grew up probably a bit f- too young to. I haven't even seen Who Framed Roger. Oh, I just right, kind of okay. know a lot about it because it's a you know a mm. famous movie. But like I watched the Looney Tunes back in action, back in action with um Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, yeah, and like. That I remember, I think I saw it in the movies. Yeah, I, actually, I, I yeah. won tickets to it when I was like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I would have been like five. Well, yeah. Um, yeah so I'll try and figure out how old I am. No, I'm just kidding. It's not interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I just, yeah, it's totally like just an idea that I don't know, maybe there's a reason like maybe yeah. it is getting pitched a lot in Hollywood and people are just right. shutting it down because it's a yeah. bad idea. Who knows? But like, yeah, again, like why isn't there more of this weird genre? Yeah. I would say it is probably harder than you're giving it credit for because of the yeah. puppet. It's hard to make the puppet, but then you've got it. Whereas yeah. a cart- a 2d animated character, you have to mm. keep making. But I mean, if, if hundreds of cartoons are made a year, you know, what's yeah. the jump to doing it in live action? And there is a, there's a great captain Christian video that talks about, um, how hard Roger Rabbit was to animate as a film yeah. because yeah I've seen that yeah, yeah. All, all the characters interact with each other and and the cartoons will interact with physicalities in the real world such yeah. as light and shadow mm. and stuff like that yeah I guess that was more my point actually you kind of said it in a better way I did that right. like there's a lot more animation out there than puppets yeah but there's less animation in real live action than there are puppets in live action yeah so i I don't know i would just absolutely love to to see something like that but um totally we've got one more idea that's being pitched to us here 
Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm I'm ready. This one uh, comes from Jeremy, who's on the Cop Pops podcast. So I shouldn't have Jeremy saved it Vargo. Last. Yep. Hello. Hey, have Jeremy. You, have you guys met? <laughs> yeah. I have this vague memory, and it, it probably wasn't him, but for some reason, I fe- I always think he did. He was a celebrant at my cousin's wedding, but <laughs> I don't think that is true. But for some reason, I do. Well, Jeremy, if that's true. Um, and also, Jeremy, I want to know what you thought of Mamma Mia 2, um, that cult pop shit episode. Oh, true, yeah. Um, I love your opinion on musicals, even though I don't like musicals, but yeah. The, wow, we're getting, we're having starstruck, um, starstruckery within one podcast here, because he's just as much of yeah. a member of the show. Oh, and also, Jeremy was a leader at the holiday program I went to when I was a kid, so. There you go. Yeah. All right, this is hey, his Jeremy, idea. you really make my uh, car go, Vargo. Hey guys, Jeremy here. Um, I would love to see a TV show based on the world, uh, it, it basically uh, after the end of Wally, um, where you've got Wally and Eve and all the other little um, robots that can essentially help the humans make sense of their new slash old world um, and clean everything up. And it could be kind of like a um, you know, serialized thing where each week they sort of find different things as they're cleaning up the rubble, um, different parts of human life that they'd forgotten about. They could find um, mysteries. They could find like uh, forgotten technology, forgotten toys, forgotten ways of playing, um, forgotten even places like architecture and stuff like that. Um, and also just everyone's slowly getting fitter and not as fat. Um, uh, you know, like kind of biggest loser dealio. Um, and just basically, yeah, like relationships between people who are noticing each other and it would be quite a cool antidote to kind of, cause I feel like Wally kind of had that idea of everyone obsessed with screens, um, a little bit before we all realized that we were obsessed with screens. And so, you know, having a, having a, uh, a show that dealt with, you know, people giving up screens and actually discovering real relationships again, I think would be really timely. Um, and it would be really cool. And I would be interesting to see whether or not now you would need to go full animation or whether or not you could animate the Wally kind of robot characters alongside, um, real life actress and actresses and actress actors and actresses. Sweet. Hope you guys are having a fun time. All right, bye. So I think this is an interesting idea. Um, I, I really like the idea of... I don't think you need to do it with live-action actresses and actors. I think you could do it... You know the, the how the credits of Wally are animated? I reckon you could do it like that, and not to um, reduce this idea, but I think it would make a real good, like, Disney Junior show. Is that yeah. what it's called? Disney Junior? Disney XD? Is What's XD? Is that the Junior version? Playtime Disney. Disney Playtime. There's Disney Junior, but I, Disney XD is where they have, like, all the like animated you're the young one shows. you got to tell me this no i don't know so i think yeah i think that there is definitely um room in that idea again we've got what our third post-apocalypse mm. post-apocalyptic idea of the episode which you know people want to see that i guess people want to yeah. see but i think like in a way like the other ones were all about like in, the, in a post post in a post-apocalyptic like hoping humanity is going to like gain a foothold and get you know get their yeah, lives it's, back it's a lot more hopeful. yeah this one like i just kind of love the idea of a really wholesome show yeah, yeah of like just watching humanity like learn to and it would be like quite again going back to what i was talking about when we we're talking about the truman show thing mm-hmm. kind of just how 
you know, being dad, like, you know, all the kids on their cell phones, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, um, Wally definitely, you know, does kind of um, provoke that question of yeah. like, you know, how much the screen's doing to us, but it almost doesn't, I mean, it gives like a, a direction for an answer, but not like, mm. I know, like it would just, I love the idea of having something ho- super wholesome and like watching, like, you know, as Jeremy said, like they uncover like they move back the rubble and they f- start finding things and like learning how to have fun again and like they discover like a ball and a cup and a mm. you know the um ping pong paddle with a yeah, ball yeah, yeah. and a string and you know like just all the stuff that like you know and they're like wow like this is like discovering fun like in a real tangible like non-virtual way yeah yeah i know like i just think like especially for like disney junior or something that would be like really wholesome and really cool for kids. Yeah. Especially like the kids that are growing up now. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Like, Cause like, it, like they're so far removed from the two of us. Like I hang out yeah. with my girlfriend's sister who's like 12 and it's like, I, or just kid, like any kid. I don't have young siblings. so I'm never around yeah. kids, but I'm like, these kids speak a different language. Yeah, to me. Yeah. I don't know what an iPad is. <laughs> I do. I'm not little. Um, but you know, like, yeah, it's like, but just think like about the kids now like what are our kids like i played pokemon a lot as a kid but like what is that gonna be for my kids and i just think yeah like it could bring a real hopeful wholesome message to a generation that i personally am like a little bit worried about and probably maybe like a lot of people are and maybe jeremy is too and that's why like he's pitching Mm. it that's great man so i feel if you were going to do a tv show of a pixar property I feel like for me anyway, the obvious choice would be Monsters, Inc. Because that's the mm. one with, again, it's the one with the world I want to explore the most. It's yeah. the one where you don't have to rely on um, the actors coming back to the expense of Hollywood actors mm. to come back and voice the characters. You could do all new characters set within the Monsters, Inc. universe. And I'm surprised, again, that that hasn't, mm. has never really been adapted into anything beyond the two films because that's such a richly built world and I want to see more interaction with, mm. with that world. Totally. Yeah. Am I wrong in thinking that it's the only movie not just set in the human world other than Cars? It is in, in the Pixar? What do you mean? Well, like, like, you can, you, they, they travel to the human yeah, world. Yeah, but like, I don't, I, I assume there's like specific rules to it. Maybe you should go listen to the um, Cop Popshire episode on uh, Monsters Inc. to find mm. out more. The um, good, the good dinosaur yeah. is set in an alternate universe. Oh, okay. Because that's where humans, where dinosaurs didn't go extinct. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think like that is the world, like Toy Story, like it's just the human world, but toys are real and it's from the toys right. perspective and like um, inside out, but like it's just our emotions are like personified yeah and like but the rest of it's just a very regular human world yeah you know like you're never gonna see joy come out of the kid's brain and start interacting and like you know so and like maybe if joy come out of the kid's brain yeah like maybe if woody started talking to people like the the world would implode but that's not as interesting as like well he did talk to someone at the end of the first part. yeah yeah but like in like um monsters Inc., like there's a whole unit like a whole world yeah. and like a society that like i like want to mm. dig my teeth into yeah and there have been so there have been 
Cars shorts and they've been Toy Story shorts. Yeah. And there was that Buzz Lightyear of Star Command TV show yeah. as well. I still can't believe, <laughs> side note, I still can't believe Cars exists. <laughs> so, like, yeah. What? Sorry, just it's dumb, but carry on. That's okay. You don't have to apologize. So, I think that is all the suggestions we've had. And those are all the ideas I have. So yeah. if you do have some more ideas, please leave a comment below. I would love to hear what other people think, what movies should be made into TV shows. If we do get like a, a cavalcade of more responses to this, we'll, mm. I guess we could do like yeah. a follow-up episode um, some point down the line. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you have listened to this, if you like uh, any of these uh, podcasters who gave us their ideas, you can check out links to their shows in the show notes below. Go check them all out. And you can also find us at Cold Popshire on everything. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, or you can email us at media at gmail.com. Um, and also on Patreon. Please donate to our Patreon because... We want money. Give Richard your money. Hashtag make Richard rich. Make rich rich. Wow, that's good. So thank you very much for listening. Josh, any final words? Uh, I have a podcast, <laughs> but don't listen to it. This is your uh, podcast. This, you wow. need to start taking ownership of this Cop This is Option. like the handing the torch um, episode. Of what? All oh, right. <laughs> so from now on, you'll see me on uh, Film Franchise Fortnights. <laughs> with uh richard martin yeah i'm leaving yep uh <laughs> um but yeah uh peace be with you peace be with you and please go watch fargo because it's real good and watch the leftovers and westworld and ex machina and annihilation and the Truman and show and who framed roger rabbit and what are all the other things people were surprised that we haven't seen on this that's probably about it i think whoa that's that is that an idea for a cut it there let's stop <laughs>